0: Sorry, we're closed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. Episode 82 of Sorry We're Closed. I am your host, Mr. Patrick James Light. And I have a few things that I would like to talk to you guys today about as far as uh, two different things that popped up in a Red Sox game and a Yankee game recently that have some business correlations into my world but also in baseball and something that I want to talk to you guys about because it's difficult sometimes when you do it on Twitter to do like a multi-tweet, God forbid you do a multi-tweet. Uh, it's impossible to get anyone for to read more than one tweet and if you do a big tweet, it's impossible really to get that many people to read it. So I'll start with the Red Sox. Uh, and recently, obviously, we have Garrett Richards going out there every fifth day right now. I think people need to slow their roll a little bit on Garrett Richards because I think uh, if we can get five plus innings out of this guy and four or less runs every fifth day as our fifth starter, I think we're doing okay. To have Eddie Rodriguez, um, you know, what it was, Eddie Rodriguez, Nathan Avaldi, Martin Perez, and Nick Pavetta—if they do what they're supposed to do, getting Garrett Richards every. Fifth day and having again five plus innings, four or less runs with this particular offense, we're gonna be just fine. Not to mention coming at the end of July when you have Chris Sale coming off the DL or IL, and you know sliding him into that rotation, we're gonna be in a really good position. But that's not why I'm here to talk to you today. At the end of Garrett just we'll start this last start. Uh, if you're listening to this on Monday, he may have started again. This was Wednesday he starts. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, he'll be starting tonight if we play Monday. I don't know if we've been off there not, but. We had, you know, our lefty come into the game, and for some reason, his name escapes me right now. Um, and, you know, he was a guy that my brother coached to when he was playing for the Dimebacks. So, I, I apologize for escaping me right now, but we bring him into the game in a one-run ball game uh, against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Now, Josh Taylor. There you go. There's his name. Now, listen, guys. If every fan at home, no matter what the scenario may be. If every fan at home is thinking the same thing, which is why the hell is this guy in the game? I can promise you that Josh Taylor is probably thinking why the hell am I in the game? I guarantee you it wasn't Alex Corr's first decision or first, um, you know, his first choice out of that bullpen. But there are certain things that happen in these situations. When you are noticing that this is something that everyone's in agreement on, why the hell is this guy in the game? You have to understand that more than likely... Alex Cora has additional information than you have at your own fingertips. Now, again, I'll translate this a little bit to the business world in the sense that me and my partners make moves constantly that baffles our employees. Our employees don't have any clue why we're doing it. Sometimes it's, you know, for example, we'll do, let's say, a service bar or any type of move There's a reason behind the move we're making. We're not just making it just arbitrarily. It might be because we might lose a little bit of money, but maybe it protects us on a different angle. Uh, I might might be protecting us from certain lawsuits. There are certain decisions that they're just not privy to all the information that I'm privy to or my partners are in order to make the the best decision. And if they had, they'd probably come to the same conclusion that we had. Now, similarly here, Alex Cora, I can almost promise you, has more information... Than we do going into that appearance for Josh Taylor, whether it was uh, people maybe don't not feeling as well. You see a lot of people getting COVID shots right now, uh, not just in Boston but in every organization. It, whether or not they might not be feeling well, I just came off my second vaccination. I just told you guys that uh, last week. You know, I didn't feel so great. I could see maybe giving some guys a rest. We've also got off to a tremendous start here in Boston. We're coming back down to a little bit of reality now after like a nine-game winning streak, but. I can promise you Alex Cora doesn't want Josh Taylor necessarily, especially with the route he's going right now, to be in the game in a position where a one-run ball game, specifically with how much he's struggling, not because he doesn't have faith in him, which he probably doesn't, but also because you want to get Josh Taylor right. You want to get him in, into a groove before you throw him into super meaningful situations. There are other reasons, other factors here at play that we did not know about that we were not privy to, that may have led us to the same decision, but we didn't know. I can promise you, and you guys know this, you're not dumb fans, particularly in Boston. Boston and New York, um, even Los Angeles, Chicago, they have fans that are truly, truly into the game of baseball and the intricacies of baseball, not just on the field, but off the field in press conferences and things like that. We're never going to hear all of the information. And it might not be because Alex doesn't want the, the fans to know, but he might not want the other team to know. There are certain things they might not know. Maybe let's say Matty Barnes, or I know Saur Moore pitched last night, but let's say, for example, those two were not going to play, not going to pitch last night, but they're not going to let the other team know that. They want them to still have to prepare for them and still have to, to worry about them in the back of the bullpen and then make an, a quick decision. You know, a snap of a finger decision when they see, oh, shit, he's not coming into the game. You know, we prepared for that. We prepared, you know, for an hour for Matt Barnes' curveball, and what we're supposed to throw to him and, or what's, how we're supposed to see the baseball and pitch and all that stuff. And I wasn't prepared for Josh Taylor. But maybe Matty Barnes wasn't even, even a possibility that night or Saramura or Atavino. Maybe none of them were in possibilities that night because of recent pitches, maybe not feeling so well from COVID shots, maybe or maybe anything. But – we don't know that as the fans, and it's mainly to keep that information out of the other team's hands. If they don't have to worry about Matt Barnes that night, or Saramura, or Adovino, you know, now all of a sudden, okay, maybe they do prepare a little bit for Josh Taylor. And we definitely, with Josh Taylor, the way he's been pitching recently, or any of the, the bullpen guys that may not be those, those front-of-the-line guys that are studs, we don't want to have them to prepare for these guys any more than they already would. Who The Josh Taylor to go into this with As much of an advantage as he can And it didn't work out for us We ended up giving a couple runs But there I'm telling you There are situations here That where all of a sudden I, I, was, I was in the big leagues for 20 minutes it felt like And there were situations after situations That had come up That people I knew would be second guessing Our manager whether it be John Farrell Or Paul, Paul Molitor over in, in Minnesota And it was just because They couldn't do this Or they couldn't do that it wasn't because they didn't want to. They sure as hell, you know, in situations probably when I was strong, they probably didn't want me to go out there. But we already thrown Kinsler, who was our closer in Minnesota, you know, four days in a row, five days in a row. And so they had to throw me out there. It was the only guy they had available at the time. And people would say, why the hell isn't Kinsler in the game? Or so on and so forth. So you guys got to realize that, you know, you, as far as fans and the media, we get about 30% of the information that's available to these, these, these managers and the information that they're receiving. You don't, definitely don't get probably anywhere near 50-50 even 100%. So you got to realize that when you're looking at certain moves. Alex Cora is a very smart manager. He is taking this team from one of the worst teams in baseball last year and off to a phenomenal start this year. Team is playing well, they're excited, the buzz is back in the air in Boston. You know, we're doing some really good things. I promise you, he didn't want Josh Taylor in that situation. He had to put Josh Taylor in that situation for whatever the reason may have been. So keep that in mind. Lesson number two here is in New York. We had Glaber Torres hit a ground ball back to the pitcher. It's kind of between the pitcher and the catcher. The catcher fields it, throws it at first. Glavers out. Glaver didn't really run that hard towards first base. He kind of jogged it out. Now, I can promise you that I am never the guy that's like, oh, you know, hard 90s. Make sure you're running the ball out, sprinting the ball down the, down the first baseline all the time. Now, would Derek Jeter probably ran the ball out and sprinted? Probably. You know, where a lot of the, some of the greats have done so. Yeah, probably. But Glaber's not that guy. I'm not going to change Glaber just because, you know, Derek Jeter used to do it. Glaber Torres is still a very good player. But this goes back to what you can and cannot do when you're winning versus when you're losing. The business similar similar situation here as far as you start, you know, comparing it to business is in 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 all of business. For example, Green Rock, my, the bar I had, we did a great job making money, doing all this stuff. Boom, pandemic hits. Now, do I have any control over the pandemic? No. But we start making money. Obviously, we had to close for a few months. Then we get to open for some to-go drinks. We do like 40 bucks a day in to-go drinks. You know, very small, small amounts start losing money. Start losing money. Not losing. Well, yeah, we are losing money at this point because we still got to pay rent, still got to pay insurance, all that jazz, right? So now, even though the partners trust me, they believe in me. They didn't cause me any problems the first six months of us operating as me as the operating partner. Now I start getting questions. I start hearing from partners that I didn't always hear from, and they know it's not my fault, but they start questioning. And they all, we talk about it in business all the time. You know, you don't. Have, no one has any questions until you start losing money, or you start, when you stop making money. You know, when everyone's getting those checks at the end of the month for profits. No one cares about it. No, no one thinks to second guess things. And then once you once you stop, when those checks stop coming, next thing you know, we're diving into profit loss statements. We're diving into balance sheets. We're diving into di- different sections into these balance sheets and profit loss statements. Diving into payroll, so on and so forth. Similarly, here in New York with Clayborne Torres, if the Yankees were in first place of the division, and it's just kind of, if they just switched roles with the Boston Red Sox. Had a, had a good, solid hold, couple-game lead on the division right now, playing good baseball. You know, we, we, we took it to uh, Toronto the first game, ended up losing the second game. But that's a good team division. We took it to the Rays, took it to the Orioles. You know, we're playing good teams. We split with the White Sox. Playing, you know, we're, not just, we're not just a run-of-the-mill team now. We've proven that we compete against some of the best teams in baseball, at least in the American League. So it's a different story then. This almost goes unnoticed. But because you're losing ball games, because you're underperforming as a team, as a unit right now, you don't get away with these things anymore. People will call anything into question. It's now being tweeted about. You know, Barstool is getting on it. Talking Yanks is getting on it. You know, everyone's getting their, you know, they're, they're sinking their teeth into all of these things. These little small little things that no one would have cared about if they were in first place. But now it's a huge deal. You don't get away with these things when you're losing ballgames. Just like the same thing in business, like I told you, don't get away with you know let's I don't know maybe over ordering on liquor or something like that when you're losing money. Now everything's got to be perfect. You can't give people specifically in New York and Boston. I can't tell you the Chicago media and how it is. I never really heard about, it, but the New York and Boston markets. You if you're winning, God bless you. Keep doing what you're doing. We're not going to nitpick. When you're losing, nitpicking happens. And just like that, listen. You know, in this particular situation, yeah, the, the pitcher and the catcher come fairly close to colliding. If you applied a little more pressure to this situation by sprinting and getting hard out of the box, could there have been an errant throw? The throw wasn't that great to begin with, but could there have been an errant throw? Probably because you think about it because where Glaber Torres was gave the catcher a wide open lane in the first play, base. The further, more and more steps he is down that first base line, one, it feels like he has to rush, two, the window closes. Um, Freddie Freeman actually ended up on the other side of the base for that catch, so that might not that might that throw might be taken away uh, if Glaber's running hard down the line. But in all situations, I'm not one guy that make you run down the first baseline and sprint down the first baseline. But if you're losing ball games, especially in a big market, specifically in the, in the Bronx or Boston, you don't get away with this stuff anymore, and you can't do it. You got to run hard 90s. You got to do what you got to do because you don't want to end up all over Twitter for not running hard down the line. Next thing you know, the ball starts it starts snowballing. Now the media is against you. Now the fans are against you. And now it's even harder to win ball games in New York. You don't want that. And right now, the New York Yankees are playing about as bad a baseball as it gets in Major League Baseball. And, if the, and you're not in an easy division. We The Red Sox have proven themselves to be a solid team this year at the very least. Could they come back down reality and play some wild play some wild card baseball? Yeah. But I think this Boston Red Sox team is a good team. Tampa Bay Rays, another good team. Toronto Blue Jays, I watched them the last two games. They're a solid offense with some good pitching depth. Got Tommy Malone last night who's throwing 85 up there. You know, Taking it to this Red Sox lineup. You, know, you have these. You have a deep, a deep, deep division here, and then on top of it, you're, we're playing the NL East this year again. I didn't know that we were, but apparently we are now. Unless something has changed, because I've seen the Yankees having to go play the Braves. That's a good. And you're, we have to play the NL East, NL East, in my opinion, is the deepest division in baseball. You are going to play really good teams year in and year out. If you don't figure this out quickly, you could fall into it into a into a, a point here where you are selling at the deadline. This Yankee team selling at the deadline. And now you start talking about where you had this young core, this young group that's going to take, you know, be that next wave of the Jeter, Posada, Pettit, Clemens, all these guys. Where you had the Clemens wasn't so much of the young group, but he had these this young core that was going to take this Yankee team in their late '90s into the early 2000s, win World Series. Where you were talking about that with Judge, Torres, you know, Didi Gregorius, who had come over from Arizona, Arizona is now gone. You know, uh, you have a, a bunch of guys, Severino. You have a bunch of guys, then you add Garrett Cole to the mix. Luke Voigt, he had, had a group here, a core dynamic that hasn't been able to get it done because mainly, in my view, because of injuries. But now you're talking about if you start falling into a big, big hole here you know, and can't get out of that hole, you could be looking at possibly selling at the deadline, which is unheard of in, in the Bronx. And now you're talking about breaking it apart, starting from scratch. Which is not a Yankee way, so they won't do it aggressively they'll keep their judge probably they'll keep keep torres but, you know, you talk about a Luke Void that might be on the child. You talk about some of these guys that break this team apart because it's not, just not getting it done. And similarly to Boston, it's World Series or bust. You need to get up to the – you need to play at the top-of-the-line baseball in order to stay alive in these cities. And right now, New York's not doing it, and they're not helping themselves as far as going in, – and in not making hard 90s and making headlines, headlines for hard 90s. That's, that's when you know you're playing bad baseball. So, listen, guys. I don't know what's going on in the Bronx. I don't know if they'll be able to fix it. They have a talented team. They don't have as talented as a rotation, which is going to hurt them long run here. They need Severino. They need some guys to make some jumps here because Garrett Cole can't do everything by himself. Similarly to what we looked at in Queens, as far as having Jacob DeGrom doing everything himself, it just doesn't work. And that Queens team is struggling too, although I think they're in first place. They've been outscored this year, and that lineup needs to take it to the next level as well. We can dive into the Mets another time. Guys, I hope you had a phenomenal weekend. I love doing these similarities compare, compare and contrast between the baseball world and the and the business world, and specifically uh, the in these two markets with bro- the Bronx and, and Boston. Two solid teams, I think, will be fighting to the end, and I really hope this Yankee team turns it around. I, it's much as fun as it is to to wear and tear and beat them up on 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 Twitter. You know, it's better for the game of baseball, and it's more exciting when you have a Yankee Red Sox rivalry where they're fighting for first place in the AL East. Rather than a team that's in the dumpster and one team, in as far as first place is concerned, which was you know the you know was the opposite last year as far as the Red Sox were in the dumpster and Yankees, so we're at first place. So guys, I hope you hope you had a phenomenal weekend. We'll try to get some more guests on here soon. Um, And again, I will uh, I will see you guys Thursday. Until next time, guys. I'll see you at the bar. Thank you so much for listening to the Sorry We're Closed podcast. Go subscribe to our email chain over at thepatlight.com and follow us on all social media. Until next time, guys, I'll see you at the bar. Sorry, we're closed.